right. <laughs> Happy New Year. Uh, we are back. North Central Infused. It is January 2019. Uh, I saw a meme not too long ago, so get used to three months of this. There's people writing the eight and then trying to write their nine over real hard. So yeah. I've done it many That's times already. Exactly. <laughs> well, All right. So we're... Anymore, so. Yeah, you guys speak one nice one problem. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so it is the new year. We're going to be talking about a few things. Uh, we are actually doing two podcasts this month. Uh, we're going to be doing a special podcast starting next week for broadband initiative and trying to bring that to our members and along with uh, higher speed internet because everybody needs that. You know, once you like, like we said, you said that a few months ago. Once we see what high speed internet can do, you're going to want it and need it. So that's something we're going to be talking about, but. Um, I am joined by our CEO, Mr. Kevin Doddridge. Good day. <laughs> you got to speak into the mic. <laughs> Hello. You would think with technology, it would kind of cure that. Yeah. <laughs> our but you have to get closer and closer, I see, all the time. Yeah, absolutely. Am I close enough now? I think so. Okay. Yeah, I think you're all right now. Our Director of Safety and Loss Control, Mr. J.D. Cox. Good Happy morning. Happy to you. And our Director of Communications and Economic Development, Michael Bellapani. Happy New Year, everybody. All right. So... January. What's going on with our cooperative? Well, what is today? January? The th- well, today's the third. This will run right. through the whole month. Of January. January's the third, so remember that when you listen to this podcast. Some of this information could become dated, but in all likelihood not. And like, uh, like you mentioned, Justin, uh, thanks for teeing that up about the broadband. The, the state legislature will go into session next week. Uh, Michael and myself will probably spend a significant amount of time in Jackson as we look at legislation concerning broadband and other things that affect electric cooperatives. Uh, so we think it'd probably be a good idea if we dedicate a podcast um, whenever you can produce it next week mm-hmm. to, to kind of get to that specifically. Um, but that's the state level, and there's always things going on at the national level. Uh, some things that we at NRECA, our national trade group, have helped us with. And one of them is, um, throughout the, through the Farm Bill, there is somewhere in the neighborhood of $600 million that's been allocated for high-speed internet. Now, that'll be a combination of what we call CAF funds, which is funds made available to telecom companies uh, so that they can expand broadband themselves. Uh, there is concern because a lot of that money comes to Mississippi, and we're not seeing that expansion that we hoped we would. Um, a lot of it will be in the form of loans and grants, and we'll, of course, our early models don't include that type money, but we'll explore opportunity as it comes up. Also, and we fight this every year, is our pension plan. Um, North Central is one of many electric co-ops, several hundred throughout the United States that participate in a pension plan. Uh, we have to pay the same pension insurance that other incorporations have to, have to pay. Uh, corporations that have their own plan to to guarantee that plan and that makes sense but we are a multi-employer plan and uh, we think that the premium that's the way that it uh, is applied to us is is way too high and we're trying to get that uh, get that changed also another concern that we have in the, the the Trump tax plan that came down last year was the taxation of grants Uh, I just mentioned grants that we might could get for high-speed internet Uh, We don't want that to come in and affect our uh, tax-exempt status. It could also apply to FEMA grants, which North Central, being in the north part of the state, we don't have the enormous grants that sometimes the coastal cities do Mm -hmm. when they get completely wiped out by hurricanes. But we have had 
um, two, two and a half million dollar grants that we've received based on some of the tornadoes that we have and ice storms. So we don't want the receiving of those funds through the grant process to affect our, our, our tax exempt status. Um, something going on locally that really affects North Central's ability to provide reliable power is a, um, we're working with TVA to upgrade their transmission system. This is something that has needed to be done for years. It is something that uh, our engineering department recognized years ago. Um, TVA, a large organization, their, their planning, their processes sometimes aren't as fast as we would like. But it has culminated in a plan to where they intend to tie our West Pleasant Hill substation with the Mineral Wells substation. It's been determined through studies that we are approaching a risk factor that if we lose uh, one of TVA's transmission line, we could lose a lot of our consumers in Olive Branch, and there's some uncertainty as to how quickly we could pick them back up. Mm-hmm. When you're in a high-growing area like Olive Branch, and really even the rural areas too, you just can't have that. So they are proposing a transmission uh, line that will connect those two substations, could help us actually link it to a third, I mean, another substation in the future. And if you want to look at that path, it can be found at www.tva.com backslash transmission projects. And when you go to that link, just go to Mississippi, you'll find a lot of projects going on, but you'll find that Olive Branch project. Um, TVA has narrowed down their number of routes, uh, and I don't know if they're still taking any comments, but you, you can comment on the website if you'd like to, and it just shows a variety of routes going through the uh, northwest part of our system. Um, but as we move on into 29, we're very optimistic. We're, we're happy with where we stand. We're happy with the growth that we're anticipating industrial-wise, uh, commercial-wise, uh, the new homes, the impact of Interstate 269. I'm sure J.D. will address it at some point, uh, that uh, safety is always a priority, and, and we're going to re-up it every year. And uh, you know, to, to borrow something from our strategic plan, we, we hope to continue to think strategically, uh, work smarter, and continuously improve. Absolutely. Okay. Well, that's some of the things we're going to be having going on for 2019. Um, again, we'll be working on a, a special edition of this podcast to discuss the broadband and try and bring out more information about that <clears throat> and ways that you can get involved and become connected with the, the, the legislation and how things are progressing with that. And, and that's something that we huge for our area and it would also bring more competition which makes those big guys work a little harder to, to <laughs> give more consumer uh, incentive and so it's it's always a good thing for I'll take another sip of water <laughs> <laughs> all right JD you're gonna be talking about some uh, safety stuff what do you have for us this month well first up uh, as Kevin said uh, during the first quarter of this year um, we're going to come out with a safety campaign internally uh, just want to make sure that uh, everyone realizes that uh, safety is absolutely a core value here at North Central, and we understand that uh, our employees working safe uh, and in a safe way is also uh, safer for our community. Uh, so we'll be coming out with a new uh, plan for safety in the first quarter. We'll make sure it stays fresh and it doesn't get stale and it's not the same old thing. I think that's very important. Uh, but for our members, uh, there's three things I'd like to talk about as we move into the colder temperatures at the first part of the year. And the first one is space heaters. Uh, space heaters uh, actually uh, are the second leading cause of home fires in the United States. 
they are uh, attributing over 65,000 home fires uh, to heating uh, of people's homes and stuff like that. And just some important things uh, that we need to, to remind everyone. First of all, if you buy a space heater and purchase it, it's for temporary use only. It's not meant to be the sole heat uh, in a house. Read the instructions. That's very important. I know for a lot of us that's very tough. We get something in, first thing we want to do is take the instructions and, and throw them in the garbage. But please read the instructions on how to properly use the space heater. Never leave it unattended. Uh, anytime one is unattended, uh, whether it be a young child or elderly person, they can get knocked over um, and, and start a fire that way. Proper placement is very important. Uh, most of the instructions are going to tell you to keep a space heater at least three feet away from anything that could possibly ignite. Um, carbon monoxide poisoning. This time of year, people are running devices in their house, whether it be uh, fire logs. Uh, some of them are ventless. Some of them uh, do not uh, provide venting. Uh, make sure that you have carbon monoxide detectors. If you do have those in your home, make sure that you check the battery. Uh, this is be a good time of the year, first of the year, temperatures are getting colder, be sure to check the batteries. Um, and one thing that was common uh, years ago, I believe, and people used to heat their houses with their stoves. Very dangerous. Uh, be, do not do that. Uh, but it used to be common. Uh, people would turn them on, let the door of the oven or stove down, and that's mm -hmm. how they would especially would heat the kitchen. The telltale sign would be the knobs melting just a little bit <laughs> absolutely uh but that's not what they're designed for no. uh, uh you know like i said read the instructions it tells you that that's not what they're designed for uh and the next one is generators in the event that you need a generator um it's for outdoor use only and we've talked about before many times you're always going to hear every year unfortunately two or three stories where somebody has decided to use a generator and they put it in their garage and they shut the garage door Monoxide poisoning gets in the house, mm -hmm. and it leaves some very, some very unintended consequences. Uh, do not plug uh, any uh, your generator into a wall outlet of your house. That's something that is not only dangerous for the homeowner; it's very dangerous for our employees, uh, our coworkers who are out there trying to restore power because of what they call backfeed. It's a way that the generator. Uh, can actually electrify their, their transformer outside and that can affect us. Mm -hmm. uh, turn the generator on before you plug it in, any appliance, uh, because if you don't, it typically will overload it. That surge will trip the breakers on the generator. And uh, naturally, if you run it for long periods of time, make sure that you turn it off and allow it to cool before you try to refuel it. Mm -hmm. Last thing you wanna try to do is use an older gas can uh, spill gas all over the generator and, and it still be hot. Mm -hmm. So those are just a few tips of things to look out for in the winter time uh, to make sure that our members are staying safe. Absolutely. And something that you talked about with the, the space heaters that you can talk about attributing to fires and 6500 fires. If you're going to use a space heater, I think it's a good idea to have a fire safety plan as well because I mean in my previous life before I got here I was working in news and there was a story that hit uh, the Mid-South community pretty hard was a family of six had a space heater, fire caught uh, in the house, and the security system, not security system, security bars and doors that they had in place trapped them in that house. Yes. You're talking about three kids that, that unfortunately lost their lives to something like this. So I think it's another thing is if you're going to resort to this, you need to have a backup plan in case something goes wrong with that space heater, I think. So that's something to probably consider as well. 
In our industry, uh, unfortunately, we're called upon many times when there's a fire to disconnect the electrical services to make it safe for the first responders. Mm -hmm. And anytime you roll up um, and you see those bars on the windows and stuff like that, I mean, it just make you just cringe. Yeah. Um, because you, like I said, there's going to be several stories throughout every year where there's a space heater involved. There's going to be bars on the windows. Uh, young children and the elderly are the uh -huh. ones that are most affected by it. And uh, so, absolutely, have a fire safety plan at your home. Everyone should have that. Mm -hmm. Let your children know what to do if they're in their bedrooms mm -hmm. and they can't come out the door because of a fire. Um, yeah. and, and just really educate them on that. It can really save lives. Are Absolutely. we still seeing the use of the kerosene heater? Used to, that was something that you, you would read about at least once a year, something tragic happening there where you had a house that was especially tight, something like a kerosene heater, mm -hmm. and, the, um, and the family would basically go to bed and not know what was happening to them. And, uh, they lose their life due to carbon monoxide poison. Do we still see many of the kerosene heaters? Uh, no, I, I really don't see a lot of the kerosene heaters, and I think a lot of that's got to do with just the education about uh, you know the, what it puts off in the house and how dangerous it is, and right. really just the expense of it. And because now you can go get a space heater, uh, very inexpensive. Uh, you know, plug it in and you have instant heat. Mm -hmm. So, you know, over time, I think where we used to see so many instances of kerosene uh, fires and things like that, it's moved more towards the, the space heaters. They've and stuff got those like that. oil radiator type heaters as well, I think. And they've gotten a lot safer now. They have devices on them where if they're tipped over and things of that nature, they'll automatically shut off. So those have actually gotten a lot better. Uh, but every year, I mean, it's something that affects us as well. When the temperatures really dip down cold mm -hmm. and they get in the 20s and stuff like that, you know, unfortunately, we'll start to see the, the space heater fires yeah, oh, really increase. And, and it's been a very warm December, but um, so, I mean, really in the Mid-South, it really starts dipping in February and March is where we, because we still see snow days in March in some, in some years. But, but if you have any yeah. questions, I, I know that Justin's going to give out our email mm -hmm. uh, address here in just a minute. If you will forward those questions, I, I can promise you we will get yeah. you an answer. And one thing I always say, if I don't know the answer, I promise you I'll get you an answer <laughs> from someone that does. And so, yeah, so if you have questions about safety around the house or in this podcast in general, it's podcast at northcentralepa.com. Email us anytime. We'll be glad to try and answer those questions and address them on the show. We would love to see some member interaction on this podcast. So if anybody has any questions on anything uh, happening with broadband, with safety, with community involvement, anything, please let us know and uh, feel free to ask. So podcast at northcentralepa.com. And so now, speaking of community, we uh, go over to our director of marketing and uh, business development. So what, what do we have going on this month? Hey, Justin. Uh, hey. Thanks. And uh, that's a good conversation I have this year. And, and, and just to, to piggyback on what J.D. said about generators, um, I've noticed that there's increased marketing right now for fixed generators, the Generax, and, and you'll see commercials uh, on the news for that. Uh, and I get calls from time to time uh, from members that are inquiring about that and how they can uh, work with us as their utility and the vendor for that generator on ensuring that they get the proper size generator at their home. And just let folks know that um, we are available to work. We've got a, an engineering team that will help uh, take a look at the proposal that that vendor has given you and to help properly size and install that generator in a safe manner. 
and make sure that you're getting the best bargain uh, for that technology at your home. So email us, call us uh, if we can help do that. Um, as Kevin mentioned, the legislature is going to convene next week on the 8th at noon, gavel in. Uh, this is going to be an interesting session uh, in the legislature for the state of Mississippi. Um, I'm, I'm really glad that we've gotten this podcast off the ground because uh, my frustration uh, in being in the Memphis media market is that we don't hear a lot from our state house in Jackson. Uh, in our local newspapers, uh, on the news, and we want to make sure that our members are informed about what goes on in your state government. And we're going to use this as a venue for that uh, and, and to be able to let you guys know what's going on uh, as best we can uh, in a nonpartisan and impartial way. Um, so it will be an interesting session. Uh, there's a number of topics that will be brought up, Medicaid expansion being one, uh, teacher pay, workforce development, and of course, the broadband issue that we talked about. And it's an election year. And it's an election <laughs> year. The, uh, this is going to be a, a particularly interesting session because uh, every statewide office is up for election this year. Hmm. Um, and the deadline to qualify for these elections is, uh, is in March, March 1st, 5 p.m., so you're basically going to get 50 days of a legislative session to evaluate how your legislators are performing <laughs> before that qualification date. So, uh, no, it's, 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 it's fun for us politicos to, to take a look at that kind of stuff. Um, but there is a deadline for introducing bills of January 21st. And uh, if, you, if you stay in communication with your representatives and senators and you see issues that affect your business, that affect your lifestyle, uh, that affect your children, um, please reach out to them because I know they're willing to listen. I know they're willing to help. We've got some uh, some legislators that uh, really want to affect change in our communities. So mm -hmm. uh, if you look at our latest issue of Today in Mississippi, their contact information is in there. So i uh, let you know who represents you. And, and there's uh, an app. There is also an <laughs> app. The Electric Cooperatives of Mississippi Legislative app. Uh, if you're looking at today in Mississippi, it'll show you where that is and how to download it. And it's very convenient. Um, I mentioned that there is a deadline to qualify for elections of March 1st, uh, and that's for any of the statewide uh, offices. Uh, the primary election is going to be in August, uh, August 6th, I believe, and then the general will be the first week of November. So this is an in interesting year. Um, I just want to make sure everybody's registered to vote. Um, mm -hmm. You know, one of our goals is, is, is being involved in the democratic process within our co-op uh, and also within our state uh, and, and local elections. So you can visit the Secretary of State's website. It's sos.edu ms.gov where you can download a mail-in voter registration form. Uh, I know we have people moving in all the time from out of state and out of the area. Uh, when you update your driver's license, you have an opportunity to register to vote. You can also register to vote at your circuit clerk or municipal clerk's offices. Uh, and I learned one thing too, you can also register to vote at the Department of Human Services. So, ah, that's a new one. Okay. I didn't so know there that are, are ways to do that. And if you want to participate in this election, uh, you need to register to vote by July 8th. So it should be fun. We'll keep you updated, and we'll have a more in-depth dive next week in uh, our 
podcast. A deeper dive. Yes. <laughs> we might actually give out some phone numbers next <laughs> week. You can tell Michael did a great job. I was taking notes. <laughs> and it's not so much that if you want to vote, you need to vote. If you are a living, breathing American over the age of 18, you need to vote. That that's right. Just, you need to make sure your voice is heard. So. Um, we're going to talk real quick about some of the community events that we're involved with in January. Yeah. In February. We've got, uh, I mentioned this in last month's uh, podcast, but January 19th is the annual Crystal Ball uh, that is benefiting the Community Foundation of Northwest Mississippi, a great organization that supports many not-for-profit and non-profits uh, in Northwest Mississippi. Um, if you want information on this event, it is a formal. It's uh, you go to cfnm.org, um, but uh, a, a great event that raises money to uh, to really impact our communities. And this year, they're honoring uh, a Holly Springs native, Jesse Holland, who right. is authored the novel Black Panther. The novel, the the inspiration from right. the the Black Panther movie, uh, I guess. Um, I did a little background reading on him, and they said he grew up reading the comic book, and he just felt inspired to, to write the write the novel. So that's pretty cool. That's, that is really cool. Um, February 7th uh, at 7 a.m. is the annual uh, Fellowship of Christian Athletes breakfast, um, and they're going to have Hall of Fame, uh, pro football Hall of Famer Mike Singletary, who uh, will be speaking to the group. Um, if y'all don't know, we have a new semi-pro team coming to uh, Memphis, the Memphis Express. Mike Singletary is the coach. Uh, I think Formerly they, of the Bears. Of the Bears, <laughs> yeah. That's right. Um, and I think their season starts immediately after the Super Bowl, like on the 10th of February. So it'll be pretty interesting to watch um, – Zach Mettenberger, the old quarterback from LSU. They've got a couple other LSU guys and, and former Tennessee players on that team. So it'll be some old Miss guys. Yep, yep, there are. <laughs> we didn't have any Mississippi State guys on there for some reason. And when you think about, you know, uh, years ago, for those who, who are not aware of it, when we had another football league in town like that, they really had a big following. And if you think about some of the athletes that come through, mm-hmm. you know, that program is pretty impressive. So looking forward to it. Well, there's nothing like that depression that sets in between f- – the end of football season and the start of spring training, right? So this this will hopefully fill that void and uh, something we can all get behind and, and take pride in as part of our Mid-South metro area. Um, and those of you who give blood uh, or uh, feel so inclined to try it, uh, we will be hosting a, a, a winter lifeblood event here in the it's auditorium. It's Valentine's Day, isn't it? Yeah, this is <laughs> – February February 12th here in our auditorium. Uh, you can visit clublifeblood.us to register and make an appointment. Um, the folks, good folks at Lifeblood will be here to accept those donations on February 12th. Um, you get a cookie out of it. And, yeah, cookie and a Coke. <laughs> so, you can ruin that New Year's diet. Exactly. Right now I'd love to have a cookie. Well, you're not going to ruin it because you're going to lose a pint. So you're gonna, whatever weight you lose there, you can get back with the, the cookie. And that's, the true, so. that's true. That's true. I like your reasoning. Exactly. Um, but I, that's that's really it for my, my part. But I wanted to say, you know, this podcast has been kind of a dream of ours for mm-hmm. a couple of years now. and. Uh, we got it off the ground finally last year, and we feel like we're getting better at it and, and getting to a point to where we're getting an audience, a regular audience, but we need your feedback. Uh, email us at podcast at northcentralepa.com. Um, 
we'll uh, I can promise you we're going to keep working hard to to make this uh, a a, a um, relevant uh, mode of communication between us and our membership and even us and our, our community those that we don't serve so. and our listeners can subscribe to that that's right yes so please go segue please go a nice segue please go and subscribe to our podcast rate us and uh, how can they find those Justin well, they can go uh, you can search North Central Electric Power Association on Podbean or iTunes right now we also post this on Facebook we post it on YouTube uh, we try to make sure that anybody that has access to the internet can access this podcast as well and it's going to be something much easier to do if we get higher speed internet so <laughs> but speaking of iTunes and this is something real quick that I want to talk about and I'm excited about uh, North Central is getting into the music business in some sort of way we are proud to announce that uh, 2019 will be bringing you the Musicians for Le Bonheur project this is a non uh, nonprofit cha- all charity uh, CD that we will be releasing with 40 uh, local Memphis and Mid-South artists, uh, musicians, and we're going to try and arrange some hospital performances and all kinds of fun stuff. But uh, we've gotten several names uh, committed so far, and some of those are included. Uh, Paul Thorne, uh, I know that you were pretty excited about that Absolutely. One. <laughs> Free World. I'm excited about all of them. Oh, I am too. Um, Danny Cosby's one. We've gotten uh, plenty uh, of interest. Actually, the Bo Keys have... Uh, given me a commitment as well so it's I, I historical yeah, this is gonna be a great cd it, it always is we uh this was something i did from 2013 to 2015 uh and then we're i kind of came to you guys and said hey can we do this project again you said i said yes yeah. so and it's, it's great when you work for uh, music lovers so. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah that's something that we'll be talking about more throughout the year but that's another project we're going to be working on along with many uh safety initiatives and community projects and stuff that we're already involved with so be sure to uh follow you know subscribe to this podcast uh, email us anytime it's podcast at northcentralepa.com and coming up in just after the break we're going to have uh, danny mcgregor he's a local business owner of sweet lorraine's guitar shop in hernando if you ever get a chance to check them out and he's also in a band that has committed to musicians for Honor called lately david so it, this is gonna be a fun little interview with him and we will be right back thank you guys for joining us right, thank thanks you. thank you Okay, and we're back, and we are joined with Danny McGregor of the local band Lately David, owner of Sweet Lorraine's Guitar Shop. What else do you do? It seems like there should be a third thing for just... I wear a lot of hats uh, (laughs) uh, just to cover up my bald head on cold days. Um, The third thing, I do... uh, I, I juggle. There you go. Okay. That's okay, so... Your lead singer, business owner, and juggler. That's, Absolutely, that's what's the most important. But I can. Here's the caveat. The caveat, though, I can only juggle two items. I am not a yeah. good juggler. <laughs> that doesn't stop me from juggling, though. Uh, most uh, even uh, uh, even amateur jugglers, mm-hmm. beginner jugglers. You, you three balls, three apples, three bananas, three chainsaws. It doesn't matter. It's three. I can't do that. I've never been able to do that. I've never even really, honestly, bothered trying to learn to do that uh-huh. I can do something actually that um, that uh, everyone else in the world can do it's switched it's basically just switching hands between two yeah. uh, with two things it's but I call it juggling just to make myself uh, well I needed the third thing 
There you go. Well, something that I've always noticed, this is weird. It's just weird to get in this much of a off tangent so quickly, but um, you only try it when you see someone else doing it and you try it for 30 seconds and you're just like, I can't juggle. Right. <laughs> That's it. And yet, no, see, but here's here's where I deviated from yeah. that. I, I saw someone do it. I tried it for 30 seconds with those two items and I thought, I can juggle. <laughs> two <Okay>. items. <laughs> All right. So... Okay. Now that we've completely gotten off topic, <laughs> so uh, you we with this podcast we like to feature uh, local musicians, business owners, and you are two and one there. So tell us a little bit about your uh, your business. Uh, I own uh, Sweet Lorraine's Guitar Shop. It is on the historic Hernando Square. Mm-hmm. Uh, the address for anybody with Google twenty five twenty one Caffey Street. Uh, easy to find um, if you're in the area. Even if you're not, make the drive. It's not worth it, but Try it. It is worth Uh, it. (laughs) So it's just, it's, uh, I've owned Sweet Lorraine's Guitar Shop for about four and a half years now uh, in um, lovely crime-free Hernando, Mississippi. And it's, uh, it's fun. You know, I, uh, I've been a musician for the better part of my life. Uh, I have never, up until four and a half years ago, been a businessman. So it's been an adventure. Mm-hmm. I got into it for what I feel like, or the purest of reasons, uh, that I just I wanted to uh, I wanted to create music. I wanted to help other people create music. Uh, I was tired of the corporate thing, but um, that notwithstanding, mm-hmm. uh, I uh, I wanted to try my hand at something else. That was at a point in my life that most of us get to mm-hmm. it's nothing unrelatable um and i thought i'd give it a shot and it's been fun um you know i'm not getting rich so please come shop <laughs> uh but uh it's it's great fun i uh primarily we do uh uh beginner piano lessons and guitar lessons and we have of course the the complete range of of accessories for guitar players and musicians and you know we've got a uh, a wall full of new and pre-owned guitars and such as that and i and over the years i've bought some things there you got to check it out it's a, it's a really cool shop and you've got pianos you've got mandolins you've got guitars basses amps everything and and something that you got people got to consider is you know those those folks that bought their kids for Christmas their first guitar shop or their first guitar not guitar shop uh, their first guitar they're going to need to learn how to play it and they can go straight to you absolutely so yeah without a doubt yeah and so uh, that way they can blame you when their kids playing too loud when they're supposed to be doing homework I'll take it <laughs> do your homework kids uh, no that's I mean that's the uh, that's the best part of my day mm-hmm. I I love I love teaching kids guitar uh, I've got plenty of adult students and that's fine and that's wonderful too. Um, just watching someone learn a new chord, learn a new phrase, learn a new song, whatever. It's exciting. Mm-hmm. But there's something about uh, a kid um, breaking through a plateau after they've practiced something for uh, a, a long time. I and mean, this is not unrelatable mm-hmm. either. You, you, you know, everyone listening probably understands, uh, <laughs> being that this podcast features local musicians. There's yes. a lot of local musicians listening. So, you know, um, you know that feeling. And I get to relive that experience of, mm-hmm. of uh, uh, that excitement of learning a new song, of... of, of, of you know, play, uh, playing a riff that has mm-hmm. been, you know, too hard for you for the last six months. I, I get to relive that through my students every day. Mm-hmm. That ain't bad. Okay. And you, you never know when you will train the next Eddie Van Halen. Uh, it has, <laughs> I can, con- I love my students, but I can confidently say in the four and a half years, I, I haven't gotten there yet. Uh, I love my yeah. students. No. Um, yeah. My kids run the gamut of, uh, 
of, of students whose parents want them desperately to take piano lessons, mm-hmm. and they are a little less enthused, all the way up through just seeing the spark in a kid's eye, and mm-hmm. this kid gets it. That kid's going to be a, a, a wonderful musician someday very soon, and, and it's fun as is, is all get out. It's fun. That's awesome. Yeah. All right. Speaking of which, uh, and you've, you are more than just a guitar teacher. You are a musician, lead singer, guitarist for the band Lately David. Tell us a little bit about that band. So, uh, yeah, Lately David. We've been around for longer than I'd care to admit. Um, I, it's, but uh, it's it's pop music played loudly. You know, we uh, we put that uh, that little phrase underneath all of our marketing crap, and it's um, we we have fun. It's three minute songs that maybe somebody can sing along to after they're done. Um, and we uh, currently, man, we're uh, uh, working on some brand new music. Um, we've been doing it for I don't know. We've been recording. I don't know, a handful of songs. Let's call it an EP. What do you say? Okay, there you, right. you go. We've been uh, doing an EP for uh, recording one for uh, a handful of months now to kind of put some, you know, polish on it and get it ready to go. And hopefully here pretty soon we'll have some new music up on the, uh, uh, up on YouTube and God knows where else that music <laughs> goes. You yeah. know, I'm still, I am just old school enough to, uh, uh, to still feel like I'd say, I should say we're making a record. But I'm just new school enough to know that nobody knows what the hell that means. <laughs> so wherever you download music from, you'll be able yep. to soon download new tracks from Lately David, uh, sooner rather than later. Uh, but uh, so, uh, you know, that's what's the that's what the latest is. Okay. Um, yeah. Well, it's, uh, you're, you guys are a great band and I've known you for several years uh, doing We've, we've played a few shows together. We've mm-hmm. done a few projects together, and it, it's a perfect little segue to talk about what uh, we're going to be doing here at North Central for 2019 is the Musicians for Labonner project. You've been involved with that for five-plus years. I think it's a, it, it's, it was a great idea at its inception. Mm-hmm. It was executed greatly, uh, wonderfully well at, by, by you and your team, and happy to be on board again. So yeah, absolutely, yeah. It's, uh, it's a no-brainer to get and, involved with this kind of stuff. And, and, and to give the listeners what, uh, an idea of what we're going to be doing, this is a nonprofit project. We will create a compilation CD, and the last CD we created was 2015, and we had 40 artists, and it was sold for 10 bucks, uh, and... You know, it, it's just really this album of really good local music, and it's, it hits all the genres that you can hear in the city. Of course, you know, um, you know, pop music and indie rock and and metal. Uh, we've had a few metal uh, acts on that. We've had rap artists, uh, reggae artists, country artists. So everything that comes out of Memphis, you, you can hear. And with this album, and it goes everything goes straight to Labonner Children's Hospital. And the reason I wanted to have you as involved in this podcast is we're going to be trying to do some of the things that we used to do. And one of the things that you did in 2015 was go and perform for those kids. So tell us what that was like. Oh my God. No, it was, it was great. It was, uh, it was around the holidays. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there was, uh, there was a few of us. There was a, a couple of artists that were associated with the, uh, but MD and the band sent for me. Absolutely. There yeah. you go. Okay. I'm glad you had those notes because I desperately wanted to recall, but could not. And so it was fantastic to be able to uh, uh, walk around the halls of Le Bonner with a guitar strapped to your back uh, and uh, going from room to room, lobby to lobby, singing songs. And, and I mentioned that it was near the holidays, mm-hmm. uh, so I'd, I'd you know worked up a... Uh, uh, a, a, a quick and dirty rendition of Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer and Jingle Bells and... Uh, it, just great fun. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, I, I'm I'm confident 
that uh, it brought more joy to me than it did the kids, but it looked like uh, it, it certainly lit up a few of their eyes. And mm-hmm. uh, there was a moment, uh, and I'm certainly not going to be able to recall it, but there was a moment where, uh, for some reason, I got in, I got kind of uh, enlisted to to make up a song on the spot. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, do you happen to remember yes, some of I the do. details? Yes, I do remember this very well, because I was there and I was actually filming this, and, and I'm sorry that we didn't get to make a product out of that film, but hopefully in 2019. But it was a little girl. Her name was Lulu, and we had to rewrite the song that you wrote. To, all I want to do, all I want to talk about is you. Yes. And so you changed it to all I want to talk about is Lulu. Oh, and okay, she, that's great. Okay, yeah, it's coming back to me now. Okay, <laughs> wow. Um, I, yeah, I remember those in broad strokes, but the the uh, unfortunately the details escaped me for mm-hmm. a moment. But oh yeah, Lulu, uh, that was gosh, that was great. Okay, I'm gonna cry now. And she was yeah, she was probably about four feet tall. She was just this skinny little thing, and she was she was she. Teeth showing, you know, eyes bright. She was. It was so funny when Danny sang to her. Uh, I wish I could find that. I might have to try and find it now. Um, it's in one of my hard drives, I'm sure. But we'll have to find, find that, that for video. me. I, because um, if for another reason, I want to show it to my kids to prove that someone, in, someone enjoys my cool. singing. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So where can we find out more about lately, David? Um, <clears throat> so, uh, yeah, all the usual haunts online, you know, if, uh, uh, check us out at YouTube, uh, our, we have, uh, uh, a Facebook page, Instagram and all that stuff. Just lately, David spelled like it sounds, uh, no clever spelling. No, 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 there's, there's <laughs> no like backwards numbers for the E there's no backwards three for the E or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> which, yeah, maybe there should be, maybe that would help in marketing. Um, but <laughs> So before we change the E to a backwards three, mm-hmm. uh, find us uh, quickly on, uh, on on Facebook and uh, Instagram and YouTube, YouTube, where we've got some uh, videos and, and such. Uh, and even uh, for you uh, local musicians uh, that know about Reverb Nation, we are, we're there as well. Uh, you can download some songs, listen to some songs, and see, uh, you know, just what we do. And Well, you guys are also on Spotify. You're we're that. there on Spotify because yeah. of the uh, 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 thanks to the Lamar musicians album, yeah. stuff. Yeah. So there's, I think you can hear, um, I think it's Boys Town History and. Um, did we do Guinevere uh, a couple of years ago for one of the Guinevere, compilations? I think so. And then um, there was another one that uh, Tommy sang. Oh, uh, you're my light. You're was my a song light. from yes. a couple of years ago. Yeah. So all right, so we're going to end out this podcast, but we're going to end it with a lately David song, and I'm going to let you choose that song right now. It's a, let's see, it's a podcast. It feels like we're doing a radio show. Let's do radioactive. Radioactive. Right here on North Central Infused. Thank you guys for tuning in. Thank you for joining us. Justin, it's been great.